Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, beautiful sunny Brisbane here, about a week away, week and a half away I think from Easter, so it's come around quick this time of year. Certainly has. Yes, welcome back everybody. Uh, we're taking a slightly different um, approach today to the podcast and we're really going to help buyers understand how a buyer's agent actually adds value. We get a lot of inquiry from um, property buyers just not understanding the role that a buyer's agent can play and obviously it's quite a new industry. Um, people traditionally have always represented themselves in a property transaction um, and therefore we're just going to touch on a few ways buyer's agents add value but more importantly help you understand the due diligence that you can do when you are selecting a buyer's agent to partner with um, for the property buying journey. Yeah, so it is interesting. As you said, there, there are those people that sort of say they can do it themselves, um, all those types of things. And some people can. Um, some people have that time. But there's also a lot of things out there where people are frustrated and missing out, um, being time poor and things like that. So I guess the chat today is just to help you understand a little bit more about um, what we do and how we sort of do things and and how you can pick the right buyer's agent that suits you as well when you go out in that um, buying journey. Yeah, so I think that um, if you are a property buyer or you will become a property buyer in the near future, especially here in Brisbane, and you don't know the local market very well, um, then you may consider partnering with a professional. You may be time poor. Obviously, we all um, have very limited time to be spending every Saturday um, out and about on weekends. And I know with the local market as competitive as it has been in recent times, quite often properties don't even get to the weekend before they are under contract. And if they do get to the weekend, you need to be in a position to buy on the day um, in a lot of cases, um, unless it is listed by auction. So, you know, that creates a lot of stress for people. So um, being confident up front before you inspect is really important. And that's another way that um, obviously buyers agents can help you to be ready to, to make an offer. Um, as Scott said, you might keep missing out. Um, you may have been in the market, you, not understanding the value, um, and therefore you do keep missing out. And that can be a huge frustration for you as a buyer's agent, um, sorry, as a, as a property buyer. Um, a lot of people we talk to uh, may have been looking themselves for a number of months. We even have inquiry where some people have been searching over 12 months for themselves. And when we look back at the last 12 months in Brisbane and the market has shifted so rapidly, we understand how hard it is for people to interpret what they need to pay to get into the market because it's changing every single month and we simply can't look at comparative sales from two or three months ago and use them as a determination of value today because the market continues to grow. Um, so that can feel very overwhelming for a buyer, especially if you do keep missing out. Um, a lot of people don't actually know where to buy. They don't know what their budget will buy. Um, so getting clarity around that is is really um, important and people are having trouble. We're in a low listing volume environment. There's not a lot on realestate.com and some people just want access to properties that won't ever be available to them otherwise through those off-market or silent listings or pre-market opportunities. Um, and of course, the final group of people that, um, you know, just not confident. They're not confident with what to pay. They're not confident to bid at auction. They're not confident to understand what it takes to go through that process and they just want to know that they're not going to make a big mistake. 
Um, and so getting professional representation can often help those people who are a little bit nervous or maybe buying for the first time. Yeah, it gives a bit of confidence and takes away that emotion as well for them. Um, I think one other thing that people do get a bit frustrated by, and, and, and that's it's quite understandable, you go to look at a, at a house and you find something on realestate.com, for example, and you go to that open house and, and you might find it difficult to deal with a real estate agent or they're not giving you time or you find that they you know they haven't got the time for you to talk. But you've got to understand that they're probably talking to 30, 40, 50 people that are looking to buy that property. Um, so they're dealing with so many people that they're probably not going to give you that one-on-one attention. If you had someone representing you that probably has that contact with that agent, they will represent you and they'll help you understand that property. Um, I used to always probably say it's it's funny, well, not funny, but it's interesting when you look at how people invest in property. And, you know, if, if you go and buy a car and spend about $50,000, you'll probably get a professional mechanic to check it over. Um, if you go and spend, and it's definitely more than $50,000 on a house, you know, you're spending a million dollars plus probably on a house, then you need someone that knows what they're looking at, knows what they're talking about to understand what that investment is because it's a massive amount of money to invest in a property if you don't get that professional help as well. And it's a really good point that you raise, Scott, around, you know, a lot of people do rely on information that's provided to them from the real estate sales agent. What I will say is that buyers must always remember that a sales agent is representing the seller. They get paid by the seller to get the highest price for the property. Um, Now, of course, they cannot provide misleading information. However, um, they're not actually... Um, advocating for the buyer as such. Um, Their role is to get the highest possible price. Uh, When you engage a buyer's agent, it is a role reversal. They are there to advocate for the buyer and um, uncover uncover all of the warts around the property, the issues around the property. Thorough due diligence is a huge part of the role of a buyer's agent um, in representing a client. And even before a physical inspection of the property is undertaken, um, a quality agent that's representing you as a buyer should be able to um, help you understand everything about that property, um, the surrounding neighbourhood, the future intent of the area based on um, the council planning scheme. They should be able to identify any underground services that impact that property. Uh, But not only that, they'll be able to help you understand value based on comparative sales in the area. Um, They'll be able to help you understand any other issues that might become problematic um, before you consider that property to purchase. And I think that's it's interesting when you say that about that that doing that research. It's not just going buying a property. You need to make sure you do all that homework and make sure you tick all those boxes. I mean, we have an extensive checklist that we go through before we even consider a property, uh, and make sure that it does comply with everything that we're looking for. And look, in the recent events that we've had here in Brisbane, you look at the flooding, for example. You know, checking things like flood overlays and all those types of things. They're the sort of things that you need to make sure you check, and you've got people that do that. Um, and make sure that they cover those types of things. So, you know, what sort of things do, do buyers agents actually do? Well, uh, obviously, you mentioned the the flood checks. That's obviously critical, um, and not just understanding whether it's in a flood overlay or not, but also understanding what the potential impact might be if there is any nearby flooding. Um, and I know that recently. Um, prior to the most recent floods in Brisbane. Um, and we heard it ourselves, some agents in some areas said, oh, look, it is in a flood overlay, but um, it didn't flood in, in 2011. So, you know, it's, it's really low risk. And then, of course, it did flood in 2022. So, um, again, remember, the sales agent is always advocating for the seller. And it's really important to understand 
um, the risks that you are exposing yourself to, to rely purely on the advice that you are receiving from a sales agent. It's up to you to do your own uh, research and due diligence. And there's not just, I'm not going to go into all the overlays, but there's not just one flood either. There's there's creek, there's river, there's overland flow. There's There's even storm surge. (laughs) There's so many different things that you need to make sure you, um, you check. So obviously buyers agents, look, saving time. Um, if you want to take the kids to, to your sport on the weekend and you want your free time, if, you, if you're busy professionals, um, if you haven't got the time to do that, obviously leaning on that someone that does that full time, um, obviously that will then save you time to get on with your life and let someone help you and take that burden off you as well. Um, I, I guess one big thing at the moment as well is, is the frustration Um, eliminating some frustration. Yeah, we definitely find a lot of people um, reach that point of no return by the time they're speaking to us and engaging our services because they've been through the process themselves. They've been trying to get a result themselves and they've just become completely overwhelmed and frustrated with the process. They may have missed out a few times, um, but only by small amounts, just not seeing the value where other buyers are prepared to pay. Um, Now, you know, all of that um, professional leverage of the knowledge that you gain by partnering with a buyer's agent makes perfect sense. Um, but I think that, you know, in in understanding how buyer's agents may differ in the market, it's really important that as a buyer, you do your due diligence on who you might partner with as well, because, you know, depending on who you choose, um, you might actually improve the number of options that are available to you through the professional leverage of, sorry, through the network that you're leveraging. So meaning you, you might um, be working with an individual who has a smaller agent network versus working with a team who has a larger agent network. Um, also uh, years of experience. And I think don't underestimate um, the value that experience and skills can add to the search. And what I mean by that is that there's different types of uh, buyers agents that are in the market that are there to partner with individuals who are looking to buy. Um, and some buyers agents are really about trying to expose you to as many properties as possible and focus less on the advocacy side of things in terms of the due diligence and the thoroughness of understanding the property itself. Um, other buyers agents uh, will assist you with um not just the, the process of exposing you to more properties and, and leveraging that professional network, but also uh, really advocating for you and helping you understand the condition of the property. Um, and of course, you know, on our team with a licensed builder, um, it really gives our clients the reassurance that what they're buying is not going to become a maintenance headache. Um, now, yes, there is the opportunity to get a building and pest inspection completed, um, but typically those reports really don't outline ongoing maintenance costs. So that's really important consideration for some buyers. Um, some buyers agents are also order takers as such. Um, you might actually partner with them to provide a brief of what you're looking for and they'll go out and buy that product. Um, however, other buyers agents really are there to assist you to get the best possible outcome and provide advice. Um, now, a question to ask a buyers agent that you're partnering with is, are they um, insured to give investment advice if you are uh, providing or, or accepting advice in terms of the investment strategy? Uh, because um, a lot of professional indemnity insurance policies for buyers agents will exclude cover for property investment advice. Um, there is a requirement for individuals to be qualified property investment advisors to be covered uh, for professional indemnity insurance in that regard. It's a big question to ask and make sure that you are getting that information before you select your buyer's agent as well. So so maybe if we take a bit of a turn on, and, and we do always have a bit of a chat before we start these, and I'm going to sort of twist it around a little bit, and I haven't probably told them into this, but um, 
let's say there's people out there now and if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to buy as agent, I don't know if I need it. Um, look, there's no harm in asking. There's no harm in inquiring on that. It's not going to cost you any money. Um, but to actually make that inquiry, to talk to someone and say, look, is it the type of service that I'm after? Is it something that I need? What are some of the questions that I think and we think you probably should ask? Um, look, I think some of them are probably, as Melinda touched on, you know, what are your skills? What sort of research do you do? What do you, what qualifications do you have? Um, you know, we talk about things like qualified property investment advisors and, and qualified builders and all those types of things. Ask what qualifications should you have? Um, what sort of experience do you have? Because you don't want people to represent you that are just transactional. They need to take care of you as the buyer and it needs to be that sort of partnership as a, as a buyer and a and a buyer's agent. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually smile when um, in new, new leads actually inquire about our services and they say, well, I want to know how many properties you've purchased in the last 12 months. Um, and I'll always ask, well, how is that relevant for you as a property buyer? Um, because to be fair and honest, um, I think transaction volume is not always a good representation of the quality of the service that you're going to receive when you're partnering with a buyer's agent. It's more about advocacy for the buyer and making sure that you're getting the right result for the buyer. And that's not always paying the highest price and just being transactional. It's actually getting uh, a price that both the buyer and the agent are comfortable with paying without being you know, exposed to the risk of valuation shortfall, um, especially when a lot of offers may be unconditional without that finance clause. Um, as Scott said, you know, there's a lot of questions that, that need to be asked. Um, I think one of the, the questions that um, I love when people ask is, you know, what professional network do you have that will enable us to, to make this process a smooth transaction? And I think that's critical because to be able to leverage off the um, established professional network of someone that's already in the industry is invaluable. Um, when you are buying property, there's a number of people that you will need to engage throughout that process. Um, if you're a home buyer, obviously understanding the property up front, doing that due diligence is absolutely critical. You may actually look to be adding value. Um, so understanding the costs of any improvement works, renovations, extensions, I think that having access to the right people that can provide that advice, um, not only for cost estimates, but also for those works, um, becomes a huge advantage to you as a buyer, especially in the current market when the um, industry, especially the building industry, is you know, at a critical level in terms of um, the volume of work that a lot of builders do have. Um, but you'll also need to um, access building and pest inspectors. Um, now, they're not all the same in terms of the quality of the report that you will receive. Um, and being in the market now for a number of years, uh, we've certainly learned uh, through trial and error who the best are and obviously being able to um, give our clients access to the best um, provides enormous value. Um, not only that, but, you know, conveyancing. Now, conveyancing is not just about you know, um, going through a process. It's about clear communication, open communication, um, and it's about ensuring that the result um, that you want as a buyer is achieved at the end of the day. Negotiations don't just happen before you buy. Negotiations quite often happen throughout the entire transaction journey post-contract, right through to when you are unconditional on a contract. Um, so partnering with, you know, a team that can do a lot of those negotiations on your behalf, even after a price is agreed and a contract is entered into um, is really important because there may be issues that come up, for example, in a building and pest inspection. Now, you may pull out of the contract or you may negotiate and having um, a professional negotiator on your team and understanding the pros and cons of different approaches at that time is really important um, to be able to guide you through that process. 
So obviously, as I agree, that non-transactional side of it, um, I mean, that's huge. You just don't want to go in and just work with some, probably understanding how their process is, how, how that process works. So if you go and work with a buyer's agent, you know, you might talk to somebody and um, say, you know, they make an inquiry and they talk to the to the boss or they talk to someone high up in that, that front onboarding part of it. Who am I going to work with in the process? Am I going to work with you or am I going to get handed down to some other buyer's agent that I've never met before and I never get contact with you again? Um, understanding that process, how that business works and who am I going to be dealing with all the time? Because it's the person, that's the person you're going to work with closely. They're the ones that are going to help you. Um, and they're the ones that are going to be doing the work out on the ground for you. On that um, professional side of things, as you mentioned, um, Melinda, that, you know, the things like the, the solicitors, the building and pests, the, if it's an investment and you've got a property manager and also the agents and things like that, that you're buying off. One thing I think you need to make sure of, you ask, is any referral fees? Do they, do they take referral fees or are they completely independent? It's a really good question to ask. Um, the real estate industry is full of... Um, you know, referral introductions. Now, you know, complete transparency for all of our clients. We do not pay referral fees. We do not accept referral fees. And we're really proud as a boutique buyers agency to admit and um, we confidently share the fact that we don't accept referral fees when we refer our clients to third parties. Um, we simply refer because we know that the firm that we're referring to will provide an extension of our service. Um, they'll provide the same level of professional representation that our clients deserve. Now, I think as a property buyer, if I was being referred to a mortgage broker or to a solicitor um, and I knew that, um, you know, the buyer's agent was receiving a fee for that referral, I'd question the integrity of whether that's um, referral is for the benefit of you as the client or whether it's for the benefit of the buyer's agent that's receiving a fee for that referral. Um, and it's a very important question to ask just to uncover, um, you know, who's receiving what um, additional bonuses for making introductions in the industry. I think that there is a lot of that that does happen. Um, and so understanding that before you enter or before you select your buyer's agent is just important so that you have transparency around who you may be introduced to along the way. Another one that I think is is really important when you start to look, and it's probably not such a question, but understanding the local knowledge. You know, if you're if you're buying in a certain area, you want to make sure that, that person knows that that town, that city, whatever wherever you may be that you're buying. Um, they need to have those relationships with agents. They need to be out and about all the time. Uh, if you're, for example, if you're a home buyer, a little bit different for investors because investors might not be out and about all the time. But for example, if you're a home buyer and you're going out to opens and auctions and things like that. Are you seeing a certain buyer's agent in the, walking around and you see them regularly from one place to another? You know, ask the question, is, is that, you know, is that what you do? Have a chat to them. Don't be afraid to have a chat um, and just find out, you know, what they do and how they, how they work and where they are. An example I think we've got, um, I think, Melinda, you were at the auction a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's probably a good example for people to understand if you're not on the ground and we get out and about every weekend, we go to opens, we go to auctions, we actually do it. Even if we're not buying that property, we will go and have a look for research to understand how many people are going and to understand what it's selling for. Or I think the example, which I know you'll know what I'm talking about, 
or if a property passes in, mm. understanding what it passed in for and how it passed in. And I think you can share that example. Oh, look, and this happens all the time. And in between inspections that we're doing for clients on a weekend, our team are consistently watching auctions, even if we're not bidding at auctions. And that's throughout the city. And the reason that we do that um, is to have a, a very true understanding of the current market. Now, um, as an example, some auctions that we have attended just in the past few weeks um, that have not sold under auction conditions. Um, they may have passed in. However, we can see visibly by being there where the buyer bidding ended and where the vendor bid came in. And generally, the vendor bid has been at a much higher level and that's the level at which the property passes in. Now, unless you are there seeing the bidding happen in real time, you would not have an understanding of where the um, gap is between the buyer's expectations and the seller's expectations. Without that information, um, you are simply seeing the amount at which a property passed in. And that can be uh, quite misleading as a property buyer. It's critical to understand what the market's prepared to pay by active bidding activity versus what a vendor bid. And remember, a vendor bid is when a seller puts in a bid um, to progress an auction. And if an auction actually passes in on a vendor bid, what's important to understand as a property buyer is the difference between what the buyers were prepared to pay and the amount that the vendor expected. And that's called the gap. And that's the, the gap is the difference that you need to understand as a buyer to uh, determine value for the property. And that's the piece that we take away by attending auctions, even if we're not physically bidding at auctions. And it's that sort of local knowledge that you need to extract from your buyer's agent in order for them to help you understand what you need to pay in today's market. And I think that, that one there, there was one specifically that you went to that I think it was something like around I think the vendor bids finished around 1.5, 1.6, by memory, can't remember now. Um, but uh, sorry, and then that's what the bidders finished at. But then the vendor bid was about two or three thousand dollars, two or three hundred thousand. It was sorry. a one point nine uh, million dollar vendor bid, so it's about three hundred thousand dollars ahead of what the buyers were prepared to pay under auction conditions. Big so difference. when somebody makes an inquiry on that property next, and they go and talk to the agent, the agent will say, "Oh, it passed in at one point nine, for example." All of a sudden, they're sitting you at that higher level. So it's not at what the, everyone was prepared to pay, but it was sitting you at a higher level as well. So you need to be out and about and you need to understand that as well. And that's obviously, you know, what a good buyer's agent will always do to help their active buyers understand the current market. Now, in Brisbane, we've talked over the last few weeks about the market um, being in, in a state of change to some extent, simply because of the events of the floods. Uh, but we've also got those headwinds of it. Um, an election pending. We've also got, you know, the potential for interest rates rising. Uh, what I will say is that the market is still very strong in Brisbane. And in fact, we've still seen price growth um, across housing and units in March, which we'll talk about in a market update in a couple of weeks. Um, but it's important for buyers to understand how the market is transitioning and a good buyer's agent will be able to educate a buyer in that regard to ensure um, that you're not going to overpay for a property. So you understand true value in today's market. Um, the other thing I, I guess that buyers agents will do is they'll help you be better prepared. Okay, so when you're going to look for things, uh, going to look for properties, having that team that we talked about, um, understanding the value uh, and just have a bit more clarity on it, they'll actually make you better prepared. Um, that will take the stress away and that'll take some of that emotion away as well. And it's not just being prepared to offer, it's actually being prepared to buy. So, you know, a lot of people, when they do come to us, they're not in a position to act really quickly. And as we've talked about in 
um, past months. The Brisbane market's been a very fast moving market. So it's so critical to understand how to be prepared as a buyer and how to be competitive with other buyers outside of price. And a good buyer's agent will ensure that you are prepared around the terms that you're going to be offering to ensure that you're in a position to move swiftly and competitively when the right property comes along. And we've talked about multiple offer situations previously where it doesn't always just come down to price, but it comes down to terms. Um, So coaching a buyer through that process to be prepared, not only to move quickly, but to move competitively with their terms is really critical. And it's what good advice should entail when you are partnering with a professional who's helping you to buy. Another part that I think is really, really important when you're saying we're talking about being prepared to buy or wanting to buy when you actually do buy understanding your contractual obligations and that sort of things. Now, this is a whole, probably a whole new podcast, which we'll go into another time where we talk about understanding contracts and preparing for an offer and things like that. But, you know, understanding your terms, your conditions, you know, when deposits need to be paid, um, building and pests, finance, um, you know, if it's if it's a townhouse or a unit, if there's body corporate um, notes to be, and meeting notes to be re- reviewed, all of those, there's so many things involved in it. And as I say, there's probably a whole podcast in this. So um, understanding a contract and what is involved in it to go from that making an offer right through to settlement uh, and make sure you comply with all the contractual obligations. And making sure that you've got any conditions in the contract to protect you as a buyer and you've, you know, pointed out there, you know, body corporate searches, you know, you might get a disclosure statement provided to you, uh, well, you will from a sales agent, uh, but you might not understand any issues associated with the body corporate scheme that is in place. So doing a full search, including um, a review of any minutes from previous body corporate minutes meetings, it's actually critical so that you can understand what you're buying into. The last thing you want as a property buyer, if you are looking at a unit or a townhouse under a body corporate scheme, is to buy into a scheme um, and then find out that the sinking fund, a special levy is about to be um, you know, nominated um, into the sinking fund because there's major works required for the complex. Now, you know, as a buyer, it's important to understand that upfront. If you don't know how to protect yourself, you need to seek legal advice. A good buyer's agent will identify that risk for you, um, get the advice that you need through their professional network and ensure that your um, offer ins- um, protects you in the event that you're wanting to do those additional searches. Now, I will point out that every buyer has a different risk appetite and I respect that, but it's understanding the risk that you are taking if you do choose to eliminate some of these conditions that would otherwise protect you um, in the event of, you know, unknown um, complications associated with um, a purchase. So it's just being aware of the pros and cons of um, taking a high risk approach versus a low risk approach um, and just having a team that can help you understand um, and connect you with the people to, you know, draft those special conditions before you offer. Remembering that quite often you've only got one or two days to prepare that offer once a property Um, you know, has been shown and you you know that it is a property of interest, you need to have a professional team that can help you draft those special conditions into a contract if they are indeed needed. I guess another thing to ask is is what other services can they help? Apart from just that buying and the contractual side of it, and we talked about these, what we call referral partners, I guess, Um, but that that post-purchase, you know, things like getting your insurance organised, if it's an investment, if you get the property management, making sure that it's all taken care of, um, Trades, do you have trades if I want to do those maintenance, you know, and they're the sort of things that we look at. Are there maintenance things or preventative maintenance, which is which is huge. I always talk about preventative maintenance. 
um, because you can spend that little bit of money early on and it's going to save you so much money down the track. So having the connections, having those um, people that you can actually lean on to help you with that type of thing, whether it's small refurb work, tidy up, um, through to larger renovations, whatever it is, understanding that they have those people that can help you because that'll just, again, that'll just lean on those people to take that stress away for you. Um, even right through to probably, I don't know, removalist. <laughs> you know, anyone that they can help you with, that is just going to take that little part of stress and that hassle out of your life and make it such a smooth process. Yeah, it's a one, one-stop shop, really, a point of contact for you. Um, if there's any issues with the buying process, you can get in touch. And, of course, um, it provides a barrier between you and the, the real estate agent. And, you know, a lot of people that we talk to, um, they're just really not comfortable um Speaking to a lot of sales agents, they may not have had uh, pleasant experiences in the past, um, whereas partnering with a professional who's representing you really just provides a barrier between you um, and it's a not an emotional barrier. So, you know, that person that's professionally representing you um, is not emotional, so they're very objective in their uh, strategy and in their approach and they'll help you as a buyer to get clarity and to get focus, uh, not just on where and what you're wanting to buy, but also on what you're prepared to pay um, and where the value might sit in a property. The biggest thing that we haven't yet um, really touched on is um, those agent relationships. And, you know, do not underestimate the value that a buyer's agent can provide in being able to leverage professional relationships with sales agents. And I think that, you know, talking to some local sales agents in the area will help you understand what their opinion of some of the local buyer's agents might be um, because there's obviously a number of different types of buyer's agents in the market. So, um, you know, getting some feedback from some of the local sales agents about the professionalism and the um, the advocacy that a buyer's agent might provide, um, it could be a good place to also perform some further due diligence um, because obviously the reputation that a buyer's agent has with sales agents in the local market um, can really help buyers to understand the type of service that they will get if they were to partner with them. Yeah, and probably then I think one of the last things is, is probably making sure they've got your interests. You know, it, it, that's the first part that you need to make sure that who you're working with, um, they have your interests first. Um, you don't want to be competing with others that they're buying for. Um, you want to make sure that they're actually taking care of you as number one um, and you're not competing with other clients they might have on their books. Mm. Um, you, that's just competition within the own within their own business so you just need to make sure that they've got your interests first um, and they're taking care of you first things first yeah brisbane's a small place and i think that um high volume uh buyers agents can sometimes you know uh have a number of buyers even in-house for the same property that's obviously something to ask how do you um, as a buyer's agent, segregate the, the client load to ensure that you actually don't have competing buyers in-house. And, you know, it's really important that buyers understand um, the risk because, you know, again, we've heard through people that, you know, have partnered with us that um, have spoken to others previously or used others previously and had that experience where they were given 24 hours on a property. Otherwise, a team member was going to present it to someone else within the same organisation. I mean, that sort of um, thing doesn't sit well, you know, with us um, as a business, but um, it does happen. So it's important to ask those questions if you are in the market and looking to partner with a professional to represent you throughout the buying process. So hopefully that's given you a lot of questions, a lot of things to ask if that's the sort of service you're interested in, you're looking for. 
Um, there's a bit more reading as well on some of the um, about buyers, agents, things like that. So if you want to have a little read, go over to our, our website, streamlineproperty.com.au, have a look at some of the blogs um, that Melinda has spent a lot of time um, compiling for everyone to have a read through. It's all information for free to people go through to have a look. Um, hopefully it helps out with whatever you're trying to do. Um, if it's something you're looking for, look, do the, do your homework. Make sure you get the right person to take care of you um, and help you through that process. So, Yeah, I hope that's been useful just to, you know, enlighten you on some of the areas that a buyer's agent adds value. Um, obviously, people who haven't used a service um, really don't understand what the um, extent of that service looks like um, until they've actually been through the process. Um, Finally, um, don't forget to do your due diligence on any business that you're partnering with and Google reviews are very independent. It's good to get an understanding of what the experience looks like for people um, by checking out Google reviews as well. Um, and I hope that, you know, we've been able to share with you some of the insights of the due diligence that you could do if you were to partner with a buyer's agent here in Brisbane. Fantastic. Well, look, it's been good chatting again. Um, hopefully that's helped. Everyone that's out there listening, um, I will, as usual, I normally say, I'll let Melinda wrap it up as we normally do. Um, we will chat again next week, which is the Wednesday, Thursday before Easter. So Easter's come around. Um, so look, take care. I will, um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up and we'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Yeah, thanks for joining us again this week on the Brisbane Property Podcast. It's been great to share some further insights with you about buying in Brisbane and also about the advantages of leveraging the professional network and the professional um, experience of a licensed buyer's agent in our city. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share the episode with friends and family and we'd love for you to leave us a review um, on whatever podcast um, player you are tuning into. As always, um, hope you have a wonderful week in the next seven days. We will speak to you again soon and look forward to that. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and, of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.